0: Hello guys and welcome to Otson Champions League. We have the second match day. We have PSG Man City, so we are going to have fun for sure this week. And we have Dani Fisichella and Álvaro Romeo to analyze with us uh, all the games we have on Tuesday. How are you guys? Ciao. We are very well. And don't forget to leave a comment below in the video or ask any question to Danny and Alvaro, they will reply to you. And of course, if you enjoy our videos, press on the like, subscribe and click on the bell to get notifications. So let's not waste any time and start analyzing the games we have on Tuesday. And we are going to start for Group A and in Germany, in the East of Germany, Leipzig. Bruce Leipzig uh, struggling a lot uh, this season. Luckily for them, they won. They thrashed Erta Berlin in the weekend and Kunku scored a brace and Kunku who scored a hat-trick actually against Man City, but no good times for Jesse Mars' team for sure. And now they are facing Bruce Dani, a team that uh, surprised us or surprised many people, of course, when they were able to draw and probably they could, uh, they deserve it against uh, PSG. The odds are very low for Leipzig. A team that is very difficult to trust, in my opinion.
1: It is because they are good going forward, but they are a bit leaky at the back. Let's not forget they lost a few key players uh, this summer, obviously under a new management. But uh, uh, let's look at Bruges first. Only lost one game in the last uh, 10 uh, this season. They are top of the Belgian league and they are a good experienced side with interesting young players. The experience comes from players like Mignolet, Bas Dost, Van Aken, who, by the way, is going through... uh, Now he's in the Belgian Belgian team. He's 29 years old, a bit of a late-comer, but interesting player. And the youth, the Catelier, Think again. Twenty years old leads the front from Bruges. Also played last season in the uh, Champions League against PSG. They were patients. I know a lot of people in these videos they mocked us. They say, yeah, I know. PSG is this gonna win three four nil. No, 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 no. This is Champions League this is this, the level is a little bit higher the competition is a little bit higher and Bruges is an experienced team they knew there were going to be spaces they knew that in the, in the in the midfield of psg some of the players don't like running backwards and they found the space then they keep it tight at the end 1-1 one, one was a good result for them um you know they have. Um, I think they started well. Perhaps the stats against German teams they're not great in Europe. No wins in ten. Didn't score in the last five. Uh, but uh, for this one, I'm gonna slightly back them. I'm gonna go for an Asian handicap plus one for Bruges, which play which pays 208. And last season, Alvaro, Bruce
0: were able to draw against Lazio. They beat Senate both games away. So, this is a team that they know how to travel in Europe as well.
2: Yes, and they had a difficult group. I believe that they were playing against Dortmund as well. So, that wasn't easy. Uh, I was really impressed with what they did against PSG. I really liked Van Aken. I think it was impressive and he took many shots as well. Um, and they played with a certain solidarity against PSG that PSG didn't have. So that made them a snatch a draw against them. When it comes to RB Leipzig, I think they are improving little by little. little. Um, they lost against Manchester City in the first game, 6-3. That was quite heavy. That was quite heavy, and it didn't look good on a March uh, men. But at the same time, this weekend they were six near winners at home to Hertha Berlin. And uh, the likes of Paulsen, the likes of Mukiele scored their first goal of the season. And they got Kunko as well, who scored three at the Etihad. So for this game, I think that they are favourites. It's doubtful Dani Olmo, a player that I rate, but he's still unsure whether he will play or not. He likes Moriba, a former Barcelona player, hasn't played a single minute. That's funny, considering how much of a hell of a time he gets. Joan Laporta with his contract extension. He hasn't played for Leipzig yet. But as I said before, I think that Leipzig needs to win this game just to get back on their feet, get three points, and look at the group stage with the different uh, with different ties. Uh, so I'm gonna back perhaps uh, Leipzig to win. But since I don't like the outright market odds a lot, I'm gonna go for a different market here: the over 1.5 goals in the second half that pays 1.9. Imagine a scenario in which Leipzig has to score or Bruce has to come back in the game. I think that this is very likely to happen.
0: Lyle is telling us I can't trust Leipzig. Actually, I completely agree. I cannot trust them in this stage of the season. Then let's go to the game of the games. On Tuesday, PSG Man City, you get in your team uh, Mbappé, Neymar, Messi, uh, Asraf, Hakimi and still you are not favorite actually when you are playing at home against uh, man city who won we all remember also last season at the park de pants and alvaro you just watched uh, live recently the performance of man city at stanford bridge they were great they beat the european champion chelsea psg they are struggling even if they are winning in the french uh, league in europe we just said how they also struggle and suffer in Bruges. so that's why we have these odds and i Kind of believe that you all like Man City to win at the Par the France.
2: I think so, yeah. Uh, I think at Manchester City they were fully dominant against Chelsea and the display was phenomenal. Uh, PSG is more needed and these things sometimes count a little bit. PSG drew the first game, Manchester City won the first game. I think that both of them they are going to qualify, but um, let's go little by little because Leipzig last season looked like the third team or the third best team, the group. And they kicked out Manchester United so you never know. Uh, I really want to see how attacking Pep Guardiola is going to be because against Chelsea he was very very attacking-minded but last season in the championship whenever he sensed or he sniffed that there was a problem he was sending the fullbacks uh, in every possession uh, to the midfield just to make sure that he shut the door very well so we see we will see how it goes with Pep Guardiola here and what his approach is like. I think that uh, PSC at the minute they are doing very well in the French football, uh, this is uh, not taken as granted, last season they lost the league against, Ligue, against Lille sorry, and uh, they got 24 points out of 24, they beat Montpellier uh, this weekend 2-0. Uh, The only questions are um, if Messi is going to be playing and who is going to play in goal because Navas and Donnarumma, they are going to have a very fierce uh, competition to be the first goal of PSG and the good thing is that Berratti is back. So I would say that Manchester City can afford the draw, maybe Paris Saint-Germain cannot do it. So I'm going to go for this scoreline, sorry, for these odds. P.S.E. to a score in both halves. That doesn't mean that Manchester City is going to is going to lose it. But P.S.E. to a score in both halves. That pays three fifty, and I love it.
1: Great odds for that one, considering that also uh, Manchester City haven't conceded many goals domestically. But against Leipzig, they were exposed. It was a little bit of a crazy game, and I think uh, a game that Guardiola didn't like till the end because you know they were exposed by the high press of leipzig and also uh, they were under pressure when leipzig put a lot of crosses into the box psg probably gonna settle in a different way they're gonna try to dominate possession let's see how psg starts the game because let's not forget last year in the first league leg of the knockout stages in paris PSG were the better team maybe for 50 minutes and they were fortunate Man City to win only thanks to two mistakes from Keylor Navas. But really, it should have been a draw. In the second leg, when they went to the Etihad, PSG went gang ho They started pressing high and playing high up the pitch like crazy uh, you know, from the first minutes. Then they ran out of steam and uh, you know, uh, Man City had the chances then to score a couple of goals in the second half. So uh, probably PSG is going to be a little bit more cautious with the approach with this one. And the game might open up a little bit more in the second half. By the way, I think Guardiola is managing his group really well. This season is all about rotations, making sure that everyone gets minutes and game time and choosing the right players for the right game. He chose his best lineup, Guardiola, to play against Chelsea. For this one, perhaps he's going to play with two holding midfielders. I imagine uh, Fernandinho might play alongside uh, Rodri. We'll see the likes of uh, Sterling, Marek from the first minute. Maybe uh, not Cancelo, but Zinchenko. So again, it's a lot rotating. That's why also Man City gets a lot of players on the score sheets. But please, don't tell me they don't need a number nine. Because I think during the season, we will see in some difficult games you do need a poacher. But for this one, still very early on, the game is going to be entertaining. Both to score, David suggests in the comment. Yes, David, but it doesn't pay too much. Why don't you go both to score in the second half, 268?
0: Yeah, both to score full-time is only 1.57. It doesn't pay that much because all the quality these teams have on the pitch and Lille is going for a draw because the coaches are very good of course guardiola and pochettino one of them they will fail because one of them they won't win the champions league and these teams are meant to win the champions League with all the money they are spending season after season let's see who wins this clash then group b this is a funny group actually very Interesting one, Milan, Atletico de Madrid, and this is a key game. Danny, Milan, uh, they beat Spezia one-two. They suffer, but they came out of the game with the three points with Brahim scoring the winner just after getting into the pitch. Uh, back-to-back victories because they also beat Venezia, and they know how to compete. They uh, showed us that at Anfield. They also showed us at uh, the Juventus Stadium where they get. Uh, Draw And Atletico, they are not good. We can already say that. They lost against Alaves who got uh, zero points before that game in Spanish La Liga. All the victories they are getting this season are very, very suffer and they've only scored four goals in the last five games. I think this is uh, the key. Think start for Atletico de Madrid. How do you see this uh, Milan Atletico de Madrid? Very good odds, actually. Well, for if you look football.
1: at the odds, I think um, they are too high for Milan. The, the, it's a very attractive odds, you know. I can't see Atletico being so favorite, maybe because Milan is coming back to play the Champions League after so many years. So this counts a bit. But if you look at the recent form and the way Milan has been playing, uh, they've been good. Uh, you know, they have. Uh, already um i mean they they kept as i said the same group as last year they got the mentality the fighting spirit they got, they got their own style these all things uh, count not that atletico doesn't have it but milan can be uh, really really um, dangerous and needs to be taken into account uh, because they now they seem to know how to win games even when they don't play very well as they did with Spezia and um, Pioli, credit to him because he's also rotating players. He's playing a lot of young players in these few weeks. Uh, you know, the likes so Maldini, of course, Maldini's junior. He scored so back in the score sheet, and you know, he's a gamble that in the end paid off. I don't think Maldini had a great game to be fair, not really previously, but he scored. So it pays off the, the likes of Kalulu, Gabbia, uh, the same Salema Kers, I mean, who, got, who Milian got to a year and a half. I mean, very young, a, a player that's been given chance and grow into uh, the team. Is a team with style. It's a team with mentality. Uh, they probably might concede... The, couple of goals, but they know how to get back into the game. They left Giroud again from the first minute. So I think is um, it can be a dangerous one to, to bet against Milan. Uh, obviously, um, the European record is not great. Also in the, in the Europa League, only one clean sheet in the last 10 home European games. We know last season Milan at home were not great, but so far they started well the season domestically. Look, I don't think Milan are going to lose this one. Asian handicap, zero. You know, be conservative, Two thirteen. You talk about the style, Danny, of uh, Milan. Uh, style
0: Paolo Maldini in the standings when he was uh, cheering his uh, child. <laughs> uh, Still stylish, no matter the age uh, <laughs> he has. Uh, legend, of course, of Milan. Alvaro, uh, these teams uh, met in 2014 for the last time. Actually, an Atletico Madrid both. Uh, won both legs, but these are two different teams and Milan are looking a bit better than Atletico this season, I would say.
2: Yes, but uh, I want to see them playing against each other. Uh, I think that Atletico de Madrid, they, they are more experienced in the Champions League and they have to recover. Milan was very impressive at Anfield. I really did like their performance. They hold it tight when they needed. They stayed in the game despite the great start of Liverpool and they almost get or got a point from Anfield. When it comes to Atletico de Madrid, yes, they are experienced. But I've been very, very, very disappointed with them in 2021. I have to tell you the truth, guys. I mean, in my opinion, they didn't win the league in 2021. They won it in 2020, because in the first half of last season, they got 50 points. In the second half of last season, they got a total of 37. It's not enough. And they are carrying that form into this season. Do you remember, Edu, that uh, when we do La Liga, I tell you, or I used to tell you, that winning 2 nil for Atletico was a very good bet. Do you know how many times Atletico has won 2 nil this season? Only one in eight against Elche. And they suffered against Chelsea as well. Uh, in the last Champions League, in the last ten Champions League games, Atletico Madrid has won only two against Salzburg. They haven't been able to beat Leipzig, Bayern, Chelsea. They didn't beat uh, Porto the other day. This is a thing that shouldn't go in Europe, thinking that they are royalty or that uh, since they are the Spanish champions, we should take as granted that they are going to be in the knockout stages of the Champions League. I think the Atletico can be in danger if they don't wake up. And this weekend, they lost. And uh, Antoine Griezmann is not performing so far. Luis Suárez, yes, he scored two goals against Getafe, but he, he looks very unfit. Um, and nothing is working very well. Even the defence is not so good anymore. Uh, so the only good thing for Atletico is that Koke is coming back for this game. I believe that he will play because he was in the match day squad last weekend against Alaves. Uh, and Joao Félix should be fresh because he's been suspended for two games in La Liga. So I'm going to go for the following. A drone in the first half. That is 2-0-5. Atletico, they were this
0: close also last season to go out of the Champions League in the group stages. We saw them also going out of the group stages recently with uh, Roma, Chelsea and Caravac, for instance. I remember that group and here everyone likes the Milan to score in the second half. Actually, David and Idris are telling us that. Actually, Milan, they usually have as low a slow start of the game and then in the second half, with the help of the players coming out from the bench, they score and Lille, uh, Milan was on fire so they could score in both halves of course they can especially because as alvaro said the atletico they are fragile this season in the defense line another good game is the other one in this group in do dragao porto liverpool because do dragao is never an easy stadium last season for instance Man City or Juventus were uh, unable to win at that stadium. They are second in the Portuguese League. They beat uh, Gil Vicente in the weekend with uh, Sergio Oliveira scoring at the end of the game. But, Alvaro, this is a very good Liverpool. They couldn't uh, beat Brentford, 3 all Very entertaining game. But we really like this uh, club's uh, Liverpool. Again, that's why they are so favourite. I don't know if you trust these low odds to beat in Porto.
2: Well, I think that I'm going to back Liverpool, but I will explain it now. Uh, I think that against uh, Brentford, Liverpool uh, were slightly disappointed because they, because they considered three goals, but at the same time, Brentford was so good and the story of Brentford is so nice that I don't want to want I don't want to take anything away from Thomas Frank's men. They were fantastic. Liverpool against Brentford, they fielded the four-three-three and then a four-two-three-one, and despite going ahead twice, they ended up drawing. I, it was a bit uh, dangerous for Liverpool that Tony and Beumo were too problematic for Virgil van Dijk and Matip. Uh, much more problematic than the centre-backs, would have thought. And uh, I think that Diego Jota is ahead of Roberto Firmino. And we can say that now. I mean, every time that there has been an important game, Diego Jota has played ahead of the Brazilian. So the situation of Liverpool is good. I believe that uh, having recovered their centre-back pair, uh, has uh, sent a lot of positive vibes to the rest of the lines, especially in the midfield, and they are playing with much more ease uh, this season, and Liverpool are candidates for everything. Um, Liverpool has played eight games this season, and they have scored three goals in six of, of those uh, eight games. So this is a team that is scoring very easily again. Well, Thiago is out, Thiago Alcantara, that's the same for them. And when it comes to Porto, mm, the win against Gil Vicente in the weekend was Sergio, Sergio Conceição's 35th successive Portuguese Liga match without defeat. So this Porto team, it's very competitive as well, but I think that Liverpool will have the upper hand. So I'm going to go for the following. Half time, full time, away and away, that pays 280 for Liverpool, or the over 1.5 goals in the second half.
1: I think this one for Liverpool are gonna be is gonna be a very different game from the one they had at Brentford. Uh, Porto perhaps have got more quality in all uh, departments and got more experience, but I don't think they're gonna be so attacking-minded, so aggressive as Brentford were. Brentford were almost perfect against Liverpool, not only because they pressed them high, but because they exploited one of Liverpool' uh, deficiencies, which is sometimes defending the set-pieces. What Brentford did, they overloaded some areas. They put four or five players, perhaps where Alexander Arnold was defending the set-pieces. They won the first header. They won the second ball. It was difficult to clear the box for Liverpool, and they generated uh, the occasion from there. And also uh, Brentford knew how to sit deep uh, against Liverpool. They just didn't go gang ho with pressing. That's what Porto, I think, is going to do. Porto, perhaps, is a team that doesn't kept many clean sheets so far in domestically, but in Europe they transform. They kept a clean sheet at uh, Wanda Metropolitano. Last year, they kept five clean sheets out of six games in the group stages. So, in Europe, they know how to be hard to beat. Is a Team that uh, scored doesn't score much, but you know, um, then they create problems, especially at home. They got a very informed striker, which is Madi Taremi. Uh, at the weekend, he scored from almost from the halfway line, he chipped the keeper three goals in the last two. Uh, Sergio Oliveira is also informed, but Liverpool, uh, they're, they're looking good. I think, uh, uh, it's, um, you know, it's a goal machine at the moment. I can see them creating chances. I'm gonna be cautious over three goals. Two twenty-two. So if there are three goals in the game, uh, you have you have a lost stake. So all, over three goals, two twenty-two. You see goals. Also,
0: Pavel. Both teams to score and Liverpool to win or little. So Liverpool score three. So you all expect uh, goals here in uh, Dodragao, not Red Room actually, at least in the first uh, 30 minutes of the game. Then we go to the next group, Ajax Besiktas, and these are one of the lower odds you're gonna see in this uh, match. they huge favorite Ajax because they are cruising right now. They beat Groningen. they beat, as we know, in the first match. They Sporting in Lisbon 1-5 with Haller scoring four goals in the, by the way, six straight victories for them with 29 goals scored. This is a goal machine, Danny. That's why the odds are very low also because Besiktas, they were way worse than Borussia Dortmund in the opening game.
1: That's champion to win, no? I made it 30 goals scored by the way. I might calculate calculated wrongly, but anyway, they, well, they scored so many. They had a 9 0 win, they had a 5
2: 0, a couple of four. Let me say, Danny, they got a plus 29 in the goal difference.
1: Plus 29. So uh, it's, a, it's still September.
2: That's says yeah, all, I think.
1: It's, it's ama- and by the way, the, the Dutch league this year, I think, is more competitive because PSV have got a very strong team, yet ajax are dominating well let's see when they face each other they lost the super cup against psv but obviously the league is gonna be a little bit different so make it 35 goal score in eight competition including the champions league because they were Amazing. They were so dominant at Sporting Club de Portugal uh, with Anthony, with Neres, obviously with Haller. You know, uh, they also got back the best form of Clasen as well. So it is obviously uh, working uh, for them at the weekend against Groningen. They even man- managed to make like, a little bit of turnover, giving a little bit of rest to players uh, like Tagliafico. Not a problem, they won anyway. I think uh, with Ajax is about international experience and maturity. What they didn't have last year when they lost easily, uh, you know, they looked a little bit uh, shaky out of the pace against Atalanta in that decisive game maybe this year they have more uh, competitiveness they got more um, self-belief, you know, the players who play for the Dutch national team obviously they've been uh, to the Euro, so it's, it's a lot of experience, it's always working process at Ajax but they do trust the process they do trust the way they play uh, building from the back uh, short passes, quick movements. So So, it is a joy to watch. And they play a Besiktas team that, uh, you know, against Borussia Dortmund, they looked like a Europa League uh, team. Uh, Ajax to win both halves, two times.
2: I'm going to go with my bet because uh, I think I will have a problem with Edu's connection. I think that uh, Daniele has explained very well what Ajax are about. Uh, When it comes to Besiktas, well, last season they... Achieve achieved the domestic double, which is something very good for them. Uh, in the opening game, they lost at Vodafone Park 2-1 against Borussia Dortmund. And I think that was very disappointing for them, but you have to expect it at the same time. Uh, Besiktas don't have the players of the quality of Borussia Dortmund, and this weekend they have lost 2-1. So I'm sure that this is going to affect a little bit the morale of uh, Sergen Yalcin's team. Um, Many players are doubtful, uh, the likes of uh, Francisco Montero, Pjanic, Quechal, Teixeira, Patshuayi, Topal. So this is not a good omen at all for Besiktas. I'm going to go though, uh, since Daniele has picked already one of the good odds, I'm going to go for another good one. Both teams to score, that pays 230 and of course I believe that Ajax is going to win.
1: Someone says in the comment, Alvaro, while we wait for Edu uh, to come back, Adi, Ajax has got a problem with the keeper, with Stekelenburg. Yes, I agree. Uh, it's a keeper that has passed his best. They're still waiting for Onana to come back. He's the, he's the, he's the main keeper. So that could be an interesting one. Both to score, either it also suggests. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think Ajax are going to suffocate Bessiex, who are not yeah. going to have uh, many chances. But thanks for your suggestion.
0: Goals then in Amsterdam. Then we go to Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund, Sporting Dortmund, a team that also not easy to trust. They lost again in the weekend. We didn't expect that against Gladbach. They were good until that game. Actually, four consecutive victories, and they are struggling lately at home in the Champions League. But it's true that they didn't have their crowd with them lately. Last three home games in the Champions League: two draws and one defeat. But, Dani, Sporting, I guess, the, is a team that uh, is a good guess right now for them. They look very naive against uh, Ajax in the first game. They are third in the Portuguese League. Remember that we are talking about the Portuguese champion, but I guess uh, Dortmund should negotiate this kind of games.
1: I think they should, because they face uh, Portuguese champions who come... On the back of two narrow wins at the weekend, uh, they beat Marítimo in 98th minute. So it, was, it must have been almost midnight in Portugal. I don't know. I it was played at 7, at 7 p.m., but it was really, really late. 98 minutes, they won one-nil against uh, Marítimo, and yes, they looked off the pace. They looked uh, shaky. Uh, they just didn't look uh, very comfortable against Ajax. You know, game. Consider five at home and they travel to one of the most difficult grounds in Europe, you know, Borussia at the moment have got the longest unbeaten streak at home in Europe, nine games unbeaten in Europe, so very difficult to go to the Westphalen or Signal Hiduna Park against a team that uh, got a lot of talents, a lot of young players, Uh, you know, uh, Bellingham was amazing in the first uh, game so again, a team that last year perhaps struggled a little bit in the group stage, Dortmund, but now they're coming to terms with it. They are improving. I'm going to go for a half-time, full-time Borussia to win, which is a very good other thing. He pays too. Hmm.
0: David is telling us Halland to score at least uh, two goals. Uh, Alvaro, nice you are suspect.
2: Let's wait, because we still don't know whether he will play. I mean, this is a key to the understanding of this game. I mean, Dortmund, yes, this weekend they lost to Gladbach, 1-0 in the weekend. But Dahoud was sent off in the first half uh, and Dortmund were flat, of course. I mean, they produced a 0.45 of the expected goals. But why did they lose? Well, I think that Axel Witsel explained it very well after the game. They miss Haaland and Marco Royce and Julian Brandt. I mean, it's not easy to play like this. And let's see if they are back on Tuesday. I think that this is very important ahead of this game. Take it into account and hold your bet a little bit, maybe, until you have some team news. Uh, Because if not, Mukoko and Malen will play. They are not bad players. Mukoko, in fact, if he scores in the Champions League, he will break Ansu Fati's record as the youngest ever Champions League scorer. Uh, But yeah, we still don't know if uh, Haaland and Royce will play. And even if they play, are they going to be 100% fit? So I'm not too sure about that. When it comes to a Sporting Clube de Portugal, well, the destiny of the team so far is in the hands of Pedro Porro. He has scored two penalties in the last two games and that has given them six points. Uh, the top scorer from last season, Gonçalves, is still out uh, and he did not train on Saturday. So this is not good news for them. Look, from all the double chances of Tuesday, this is my favourite. A double chance for Sporting Clube de Portugal that pays 3.40, I'm going to stick to it. Just because Dortmund uh, doesn't know whether Haaland, Royce, and Brandt will be playing. Well, surprise
0: then. In your opinion, uh, you can always check, of course, the confirm uh, lineup in Otspedia before the game. Idris is telling us Dortmund to win and under 4.5 goals Possible. on Redroom. Dortmund is Sporting, the other side, actually, in the from the first minute to the 60 minute, over 1.5 goals well but wait a little bit as alvaro said to the to see the team news and see who is performing in this uh, game then in the next group danny i want to know your opinion about this one Shakhtar inter because inter played well uh, against uh, atalanta they're all right for sure with the new manager in Serie A they are third and Lautaro is scoring good goals what a beauty he scored against Atalanta they were coming from a very important victory in Florence but it's a team that in some parts of the game they are always suffering and they are going to Ukraine they are playing Shakhtar the numbers of Inter are so poor when they are Playing in Europe, only three victories in the last 17 Champions League games. I'm sure they are nervous. Everyone is nervous in the north of Italy because of this very important game for Inter.
1: They can't lose this one. Otherwise, they might be out of the Champions League group stages for the third year in a row. That will be a disaster for Inter. Uh, last year, uh, both games, Schachter-Inter, Inter Schachter finished nil nil. But this was probably the most untrue uh, result uh, ever because Inter had 32 shots on goal in the two legs, a combined expected goals of 3.1 across the two legs, couldn't break Shakhtar down it was an issue of quality of finishing they are unbeaten against Ukrainian side Inter but the issue with Inter is that by the way they start games very very well they tend to score early Uh, against Real Madrid they had a lot of chances they shouldn't have lost the problem with Inter is sometimes when the rhythm goes down so when they cannot impose their rhythm and the pace they suffer sometimes with opposition breaking the lines and having the inter-midfielders having to run back. That happened in the first half against... Atalanta, and they happen in the second half against uh, Real Madrid, and obviously also in the first 30 minutes against Fiorentina, who pressed them very high. But Inter have got a strong mentality, they got a big team mentality, and can get back into the games much, much easier than we're not doing in the past. Again, this is the legacy of Antonio Conte, of course, of a Scudetto uh, winning uh, team. Uh, for Inter, I think uh, they are playing better than last year. Uh, they seem a little bit more free. Uh, they are not Confined into strict uh, schemes and strict passes. I remember Conte almost maneuvering the players like with a joystick from the sideline, tell them what to do. That made Inter predictable. Inter, these times, are less predictable. And Inzaghi seems to have understood also how to rotate. Most of his players. Probably the only issue with Inter is that the Charanoglu, the Turkish player, they got from Milan, played well the first game. Now he's fading out, is disappearing. And Inter needs that creativity, obviously, because it's a team that lost Akimi, Lukaku, and obviously, unfortunately, because of the circumstances, also Ericsson. Inter in defence, they're not so tight. Uh, They conceded eight in in seven games so far. Last season, they were the best defence in Serie A. But as I said, they tend to score early. I think this is going to be a very different game from last season, also because who sits on the bench of Schachter, which I know Alvaro knows all about. Inter to score in both halves, 2:30.
0: Danny likes the Cherby. I know that uh, Inter to win halftime full-time. Lille uh, is telling us. But, Alvaro, I think this is a difficult one to call. Shakhtar, Inter can be a trap.
2: Sorry, but, uh, Daniel I didn't get you very well. So, is there any doubt that the Cherby is going to be in the... No, no, no. I say
1: the Zerbi is going to be there, but he's the ah. new man. And I'm saying it's going to be a different game from last season of because yeah. of the Zerbi.
2: Sorry, sorry, I misunderstood you. Yes, of course. And Key, uh, my opinion, is one of the most uh, exciting prospects, uh, managerial prospects in the game. So let's see what happens. I think that uh, when it comes to Shakhtar, their options of qualifying suffered a massive setback uh, after losing against Serif Tiraspol. Because I think for Shakhtar in their mind, it was like, we get six points against Serif and then let's move from that point onwards. This is not going to happen anymore their options to progress to the group stage, they were too much tied to getting six points against Serif. I repeat that again. Uh, I think that all saktar's endeavours right now, they are making sure that they become strong at home and they get uh, the points against uh, Inter Milan this weekend. And I think that it's going to be difficult for them, of course. Uh, last season, uh, these two clubs drew nil-nil. Uh, in the group stage, so that could give a hint about uh, what can happen this time, but the managers change, obviously. And uh, Shakhtar in the Champions League lately is not doing very well. I mean, in the last seven Champions League group stage games, Shakhtar has been defeated for a total of 14-5. So, you know, something is not going very well for the Ukrainian side. Uh, The good news is that uh, Anatoly Rubin, the first choice goalkeeper, uh, may return after a meniscus injury. Uh, However, their best scoring in the last two years, uh, Junior Moraes, is still out with a cruciate knee ligament injury. And uh, Traoré seems to be the biggest threat for Inter Milan. Uh, Is Saktar's top scorer this season with nine goals in 13 games. Uh, Is that enough to produce um, some sort of uh, tribulation, problem, worry to Inter Milan? I'm not too sure about that. So I'm going to go for the following. An Asian handicap plus one for Saktar that pays 192. If they win or draw, you win. And if they lose by one, you get a stake refund. We
1: should ask we should
0: ask one. your child. Ask your child. <laughs> <laughs> one, This one, both teams to score. Amer is telling us also David is going for both teams to score. Also, I think Alvaro's kid is going for both teams to score completely different from what happened uh, last season. Let's uh, hope we are entertained in this game. Shakhtar Inter, and who knows? Maybe we see if there is a draw here. Good news for Sheriff Tiraspol. Maybe they have chances to progress to the last sixteen round, no one. Good believe a team from Moldova would be in the group stages of the Champions League. And here they are playing at the Bernabeu Stadium. For sure, there is a, this is a dream for them when they were playing the previews. Uh, we were analyzing them in August, playing against Dinamo Zagreb, Red Star. It was like, yeah, they have to get beaten in these uh, tough stadiums. But they got draws in Zagreb and Belgrade. For instance, and now they are visiting Real Madrid, who are top of the table in uh, La Liga, but this weekend Ancelotti changed uh, some stuff. And what is working? Why you change it? Carletto and Real Madrid drew against Villarreal with Valverde playing as a right back with Casemiro out of form. Álvaro, what do you see here in this uh, Real Madrid sheriff? We go for Asian handicap or, or Madrid sheriff? Yes. No, I guess.
2: No, no, no. I'm going for that. I mean, uh... Do you want to know how much uh, Sheriff win is paying? It pays 41, just in case you are wondering, just in case you are pondering that. There you go, 41. But I'm going to go for the following an Asian handicap minus 1.5 in the second half. Uh, If they win by two in the second half, you win. If they. Yeah, and that can happen with the 2 0, with the 3 1, that pays 208, and I think that that's very good. Uh, For Real Madrid, this is the first game at Santiago Bernabeu in the Championship since they lost against Manchester City here or there in 2020. Uh, but is Santiago Bernabéu a talisman for Real Madrid lately? I don't mm. think so, man. Uh, Real Madrid has won only five of their last 12 home games at Santiago Bernabéu. So, mm, uh, sorry, uh, at home. Uh, I will say that again. They have won only five of the last 12 home games at home between... Uh, uh, Alfredo Di Stefano and Santiago Bernabéu. Still, not good. Not good for Real Madrid standards. In the weekend, they drew 0-0 with Villarreal. Three days before, they had beaten 6-1 Mallorca. And Real Madrid is yet to lose this season. I wonder what kind of Real Madrid we're going to see against uh, Sheriff, But they've got the feeling that it's going to be a very attacking-minded Real Madrid. And many players will try to put their name in the scoreline. Toni Kroos, Mendy, Ceballos... Gareth Bale, Carvajal are going to be out for the game. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for the analysis of this game. And Sheriff, well, I think that they started the Champions League in a perfect fashion, just beating Shakhtar Donetsk. And, um, it's third in the league, but if they win the games they have in hand, they will climb to the first spot in the league. If this matters or not, I leave it to you. As I said before, Days a handicap minus 1.5 in the second half. I love it. And another one that is slightly more speculative, and I never go for it, but this time I could. Real Madrid to score a penalty. They're going to attack a lot. They're going to get in the box of Sheriff That pays three.
1: I mean, for those one like us who so the Champions League back in July, back in the knockout stages, we knew that Sheriff was going to be a proper team. We knew how good they were because they beat Red Salbergrade, and uh, they beat Dinamo Zagreb, and they done it again against Shakhtar. There is a team that knows how to suck up pressure, knows to exploit the spacing behind of high lines. And, you know, players like Toure, Castagneda, Colovos. They're not just uh, quick players. They are very technical. I bet none of these three will play for Sheriff in the next uh, season. They are good. They're full of confidence. This is a team that won 19 of the last 21 Moldovan league Yes, I know it's the Moldovan league, but winning is winning, you know. Uh, there is no like such a feeling like winning. If you got the winning mentality, I think you take it into the games. Of course, going to Bernabeu it's a little bit different that beating, uh, you know, uh, a Moldovan team seven 0 at the weekend, or competing against Mislami for the first uh, spot. The Moldovan league is absolutely exciting these days, uh, and you know they only won one of the last twelve away European games. Uh, a very uh, good uh, player, and Pandit. Uh, said el miedo escenico no del, del Bernabeu I think sometimes uh, the fear of of the big stage can still get some of the small teams and it could it could happen uh, this uh, time you know Madrid score I know that the stats that Alvaro said about playing at home they're not great but they score in 36 of the last 37 European home games average. Three goals per game. Uh, Sheriff win. I mean, obviously, it's a dream. 41. I wouldn't go for that. But if the game opens up, especially in the second half, with a Madrid that against Inter, they were not perfect at the back and they were saved by Courtois, both to score to I think. A lot of goals I
0: think we should expect at Bernabeu. David is telling us that this sheriff remind him at Ludo Gores. Actually, Real Madrid played against Ludo and Chris is telling us uh, total match goals over 3.5 goals, 2.0. I think uh, with this Ancelotti uh, on the bench with Real Madrid, we should expect here a lot of goals in my opinion, but let's see. What happened at Bernabéu, then we have all the games analyzed, guys. Uh, I'm sure we are all expecting your ACAS. Let's start with yours, Álvaro.
2: Yeah, I will go for the following. Real Madrid-Series, an Asian handicap of minus 1.5 in the second half when the game opens up. Ajax besiktas over 1.5 goals in the second half. Liverpool to win away and Leipzig to win. That pays nine eleven. And your academy? So for me, it's going to be
1: Re- Ajax to win in the first half, uh, Milan Atletico double chance 1x, uh, Borussia Dortmund national handicap minus 1, Liverpool to beat Porto, and Real Madrid Sheriff, lot of goals, over 3.5 goals. The total odds, as you can see in the graphic, 13. Okay, guys, thank you very much. Uh, Let's
0: enjoy the Champions League. Thanks everyone also for watching the video with us. Still, leave a comment in the video. Tell us your tips and your prediction for these games on Tuesday. And press the like button, of course, if you enjoy our videos. And subscribe and click on the bell to get notifications. We are back. We have another video for the Champions League. We have Europa League. We have a lot of football in this week. So, see you very soon. Ciao, bye. see you enjoy, bye bye. Bye bye.